Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, Beast Wars podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Alex. I'm, oh, oh, I'll be okay. I'm David. Oh, this episode. Oh. As you can probably guess, tonight's episode, Coda Hero. Uh, We're going to get through this together, guys. Mm-hmm. Now, according, okay. to, uh, according to a panel with him at BotCon, this, the script for this episode made Scott McNeil cry. <laughs> Like oh. under the table at the at the recording studio, crying. Wait, wait, he oh, actually now crawled I'm under be the because I'm thinking of Scott McNeil crying. Wait, he yes. Wait, do you mean under the table? As in he crawled under the table and cried? Yes. Um. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, that's that's more tears for this episode. Yeah. Oh boy. How do you say it? I can't imagine him not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now I just want to give Scott McNeil a hug. <laughs> he'd, he'd accept your hug. Yeah. So that's okay. So this first aired March ninth, nineteen ninety eight, aka when our collective innocence died. Now I believe this was the first part of what was known at the time as the Final Five, which was uh, five ep- the last five episodes of the season. For some reason, aired on Cartoon Network. Yes, yeah. you're right, and they aired on like consecutive days. Yes, the whole week, mm-hmm. consecutive days, and this is what kicked it off. Hmm. So prior to that, it had been, you know, exclusively a syndicated show. Uh, now it was still, I believe it was still shown in syndication. There's, it there's. Was. Yeah, because I didn't have Cartoon Network at the time. I watched it in syndication. Yeah. Well, the, the thing that I'm thinking of is that back in the old days, we had giant satellite dishes. <laughs> and. Sometimes you could get channels on there that weren't really necessarily meant for people to be watching. They were meant for stations. Yeah. Well, they were basically where syndicated stations would get their stuff from. So they would get it off this satellite feed and then show it the next day. Oh. And where this all ends is that on All Toys Transformers, someone who had that access to that syndication feed got uh, this episode a day early and posted a thread with the subject Dinobot dies. Oh, I want to go back in time and stab that person. Although, yeah, we've just spoiled it in this episode, but yeah, if you haven't seen this episode, go watch this episode now. Yes. If you've been following along this long and you haven't seen this episode before, what are you doing? Yeah. You, you have we told to you last week, go watch this episode. You have to watch it to appreciate where we're coming from with all this. Yeah. It, it can't just be gotten secondhand. Oh, yeah. But, but yes, that was <laughs> became notorious. I still reference that occasionally, like 
when someone spoils something really, really egregious. Yeah, I what dies. That's my my go to example of a spoiler now. Yeah, that, that sounds worse than anybody trying to spoil the new Star Wars, which hasn't even come out yet. Yeah, that's like in nineteen. What year did Empire Strikes Back come out? Nineteen eighty. Uh, like pulling a Homer Simpson. Yeah, that's like pulling a Homer Simpson in 1980, just walking out of the theater and yelling. I can't believe that that Darth Vader was Luke's father. Yeah. (laughs) Or going to the uh, Harry Potter and the uh, Half-Blood Prince release party lines and yelling, Snape kills Dumbledore. (laughs) Yeah. People did horrible, horrible things. Yeah, people are horrible. And luckily, I hadn't yeah. discovered the internet yet. And also, I was in Canada, so they were just showing these once a week. Yeah. I think they showed uh, the agenda on, like, consecutive nights as, like, a big event. Hmm. But this I... just aired, like, as a regular episode. Hmm. Although, oddly enough, I... the Canadian airing did not have the title at the beginning. Oh. Huh. Weird. And the episode title was not there for some reason. It was bizarre. Now, I remember the agenda airing on Cartoon Network. I don't remember Code of Hero or Transmutate. Airing is part of that. Hmm. But I entirely believe they did. I just don't remember it. Yeah. Like, my brain just filed that as the agenda being on Cartoon Network. And I thought it was, like, after it had been in syndication for a little while, so I could test to see what they did ratings-wise. But if it aired for the first time on Cartoon Network, that's even more badass. Yes. All right, so we open up. There's there's a valley. And, uh, you know, we've seen a bunch of animals on this show so far. We've seen, uh, and here we see uh, Crow. Yes, a, crow. a strangely shiny crow. Yeah, it's Very like it's shiny. It's in oil. But but I will say, as our uh, the closest thing we have to a resident Corvid expert, that it does make crow sounds. Yes. Oh, it's yes. just like crow, not a raven? Yes, it does make crow sounds. Even though we heard raven sounds previously on, maybe I'm thinking of the eagle sounds that we heard all over the place. Oh, and, yeah, we used to hear eagles a lot. Despite the strange shininess, it's a very good-looking model. Less so, the ape people we got to afterwards. (laughs) Well, yeah, the the ooks. Gary Chalk. He's, it's Gary Chalk. I mean, the voice is just... Yeah, it's Gary Chalk. If if we ever had footage of any Beast Wars recording session, I want Gary Chalk making caveman noises. (laughs) Well, Well, yeah, this would be the one to choose, because you get Gary Chalk making caveman noises and Scott McNeil crawling under the table to cry. Uh Yes. But did he take his did he take his cowboy hat and flannel off first? I'm going to say no. <laughs> Probably not. Oh, oh, but yeah, wait. And I th- I'm pretty sure we hear some Scott McNeil. Yeah, I was going to say it, it's most yeah. Gary Chalk. Do, or, yeah, doing the monkey, but uh, co- Gary Chalk is the Scott, lead caveman. Yeah, the the lead cave. What is it? Caveman Neanderthal? What? Proto human is, I think, the term the show uses. Yeah, yeah, the, and uh, at some point Megatron says early anthropoid. Yeah, they're early ancestors of humans, but they are not human enough to be cavemen or Neanderthals. Upright, well, sort of upright. Walk, they walk really weird, but that, that's a different thing. But they, yeah. they're more. They don't have yet. tools yet. Not yet. But yeah, not yeah, yet. they're they're not great looking caveman models. I I don't think mainframe ever quite mastered. I computer animation for the most part has not mastered realistic people. Uh, it's getting there. Well, I mean, it's getting close. You get creepy, uh, you know. Yeah, uncanny. Polar Express people. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. It was like um the the fir- the Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Kind of okay. That's okay. That it, was, was, it was Uncanny Valley, but they did a good job on the characters yeah. making them look like real people. I've seen a few other things that have done yeah. it well. And then you've got stuff like The Incredibles, where they avoid the Uncanny, uncanny Valley by making them cartoon characters. Yeah, you, you kind of yeah. have to go cartoonier. And they went cartoony here, but it cartoony cave people, it kind of doesn't they work. Were too I, mean, realistic I think Mainframe did cartoony. reasonably good cartoony people on uh, Reboot. Yeah, yeah. They, but they were also funny colored, so they. I mean, they were weird colors. Yeah, so so you could forgive weirdness about eyes and. Mouth. Right, and so like when Bruce Campbell showed up later as like a regular colored person, it was kind of weird. Yeah. Yes. Regular. He was dead before dawn, though. So yes. it wasn't too bad. <laughs> uh, any, anyway, back to the episode. So anyway, yeah, these uh, these primitive hominids, they're uh, they're foraging, but unfortunately, it's uh, it's the return of the snake from. Dark Voyage. Yeah, from it's, Anaconda. It's, it's Anaconda 2, Hunt for the Blood Orchid. <laughs> oh, yeah. wait. Has it, at this point, has uh, sightings of snake replaced sightings of frog? For we haven't seen that frog for, uh, since, I think, Coming of the Fusors. No, we haven't seen it in a while, but we saw it a lot for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was in the beginning of just about every episode for a little while. Yeah. Well, maybe not just about every. But we are going to get to see one of our recurring uh, animal buddies later in this episode, though. Yes. So, yeah, this the snake goes after them, and uh, they are just a bunch of uh, hairless monkeys, and they're boned. Ooh. And the snake presumably eats them. Yeah, off screen. Yeah, yeah the, the crows fly yeah. away. Uh, cut to crows flying past the uh, window of the axolon. I think what happens is that there's the one Gary Chalk monkey, mm-hmm. and there, then there's one who looks to be younger. And I assume that that's his child. Right. Later we see, you could say that it's another proto-human who sounds like Gary Chalk, but I think the idea is that this proto-human's child was killed by the snake. Okay, so he's surviving to face the snake again later in the episode. Uh, yes. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. There he checks out. Yeah. So, meanwhile, uh, back at the Axelon, we're about to see unattempted suicide on a cartoon meant to sell action figures. Yeah, yeah he's, he's yeah. going to commit some. Here. This is this is yeah, not just meditating. Yeah. He's holding his sword. It's getting awfully close to his torso. This yeah. this is ritual yeah, samurai suicide. And then flips it 180 degrees and yeah. almost plunges it through his chest. Yeah, we don't. Act- yes. Well, we see him rotate. We see him rotate his rotate blade, so it's aimed at his belly. But we don't actually see it at his belly. We just yeah. it's implied, but it's, yeah. I mean, I assume there's some you know BSP to the side in frustration instead. Yeah. And we get a very arty shot at the sword clattering to a stop. Yes. It's a very artistic episode, especially all this stuff. Also, was it just me, or was the sun looking like the golden disc during the bird flyby? Yeah. I think that was not unintentional. Also, you know, crows and ravens in much mythology are associated with death. (laughs) Well, death and... They're all over this episode, so that would explain it. Death yes. and, isn't it death and knowledge in Norse? Yeah, I mean... That's an even better fit than just yeah. death. Yeah. Yes. And, oh, wait, um... Golden disc is knowledge. Are, d- there's three blur- birds flying in formation. Isn't that like some... Yeah, it's the missing man formation. Yeah, some aircraft 
carry or like you've lost an airman and they fly in that pattern or something. Yes, and it's the same formation we see later in the uh, later in the episode. Ah, uh, foreshadowing Corvids. Oh, yes. this episode, it's so heavy. So it's so this thick. episode is really well-crafted. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wait, did you actually say who wrote and directed it? Oh, yeah, it was uh, written by Ian Weir, who uh, also wrote uh, Dark Designs and Possession, mm. and directed by Bob Ford himself. And I think Bob Ford also laid out, like, all the um, all the storyboards for this. Oh, well, that Yes, was- I noticed, I, I glanced at TF Wiki for this episode. Partly because I wanted to see if they mentioned the the spoiler thing, but uh, it does not mention ridiculous, terrible ATT anecdotes. <laughs> but uh, but what it does mention is that Bob Forward uh, had the storyboards for this episode up for auction at BotCon one year, nice. and I I forget whether it was this episode or if it was a different episode that he storyboarded, but. <laughs> Doing it in like one of the panels, he was showing us the storyboards, and he just drew Rampage looking like a seafood restaurant mascot cartoon crab. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's amazing! (laughs) Rampage, but he was this ridiculous cartoon crab, and it was so great. (laughs) Well, he was later referred to as the Blue Light Special on this episode. Yes, The, the Blue Plate Special. He's not. And he might have also been the blue light specialist. I think Kmart's were still open back then. Yes, back then Kmart's were still Kmart's relevant. Kmart's, be, Kmart's being open back then are less surprising than Kmart's being open now. Yeah, there, there are still Kmart's around in, in frightening parts of town that I do not I want mean, to. They went to. out of business in Canada like two decades ago. Yeah. yeah, they were reasonably sized about a decade ago, but now it's just like if you see a Kmart and you go inside, it's just. Sad. Yeah, it was one of the few stores that I would have had locally at the time where I could have bought Rampage. Today, Kmart just look, you go inside and they look like they haven't been renovated in a decade and it looks like they're strategically deciding whether or not to replace individual light fixtures when they burn out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so it's, uh, so it's like Sears then. Yeah. Yes, very much like Sears. They're owned by the same people. Yeah. Oh, oh, Sears geez. and Kmart are the same corporation. Oh. Which well, is why they're both in the same situation. Mm. <laughs> that is that is deeply sad. Yeah. Anyway, it's deeply sad this episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, Wonderful segue in, back. Uh, in, yeah. In less sad news, uh, Rhinox has been nice and working on that whole uh trans warp uh quantum surge, what have you. And uh so he asks uh, Primal, you know, you remember that uh, that quant that uh, transwarp explosion? Uh, stupid <laughs> question. Yeah, oh, that. It's like, yeah. Do you remember that time you died? Primal <laughs> gives him the best glare. It's wonderful. Yeah. Mm. The comedic timing on Rhinox's delivery is just impeccable. Yes. I love it. Perhaps anyway, in, in what doesn't have a lot to do with this episode, but does have a lot to do with the coming episodes. This quantum surge is going forward in time. At an accelerating rate. Yeah. Yes. Say like because science. Decker's <laughs> cycles. Wait, cycle was a day, right? I don't even, I don't even think they know anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. But it's like, it, it's traveling through time and, and in a certain amount of days it'll get there, but it's already got there because it's in the future and time. Tra- ah. Hi, <laughs> Knox. 
anyway, the, the, the gist of it is this thing is going to hit Cybertron, and Cybertron is going to be able to trace this back and find out where they are. Yes. Yay. So and, there's uh, going to be you know, a happening. Yep. So does Megatron know this yet? Well, if, if Rattrap was a, a betting man, and he is, because I can totally see this guy hanging out in Cybertron's OTBs. Well, we, we've already yeah. seen him practicing playing cards. Yes. So, yeah, Megatron, so they figure, well, we better maybe up the defenses a little. Yep. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dinobot runs into Rattrap, and uh, Rattrap is uh, still not thrilled about uh, Dinobot's betrayal back in Maximal No More. Yeah, He seems more upset by it here than he did at the end of Maximal No More. Yeah, like it's been stewing in him for... It's had a little more time to sink in. It almost feels like... I have to say, though, that nothing he's saying is wrong. Oh, no. No. And, no. And, Dinobot, and Dinobot realizes that, you know, Rattrap is 100% right here, and yeah. that makes this even worse. Yep. Rattrap is being so Sundere. I feel like there should have been at least one more thing between Maximal No More and here to justify how upset Rattrap is, given the end of the episode being... Rat Trap and Dinobot being amicable. Yeah. Yeah. In Maximal No More. But it's not unjustified based on the situation, it's just unjustified based on the last character interaction we saw. Yeah. 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 Plus well there was no room in the last episode and in in the two part Jiffy Pop, Dinobot wasn't there. <laughs> There'll be just a little like just a little Dinobot rat trap moment. Take yeah. out some Jiffy Pop action. Yeah. There'll be one more thing that'll have that sort of feeling like something happened behind the scenes that we didn't see enough of, but we'll get yes. to that. So yeah, Dinobot realizes that, you know, Rattrap is, you know, he it's not like Rattrap ever liked me, but Rattrap kind of trusted me, and now he doesn't anymore. Oh, harsh. Yeah, so, you know, I can't undo what I've done, but maybe I can fix things. So he gets a gun... And takes off. <laughs> in raptor mode. Yeah, he's just holding the gun in his raptor mode. <laughs> he's holding a pistol in his raptor mode. Comes down the elevator from the axelon and just runs off. Just yeah. off yep. speed, holding a gun. In raptor mode. Uh, meanwhile, in the Tengu sector, uh, tell Wait. me, Jen, who is Tengu? Tengu refers to that? Rob Gerbrocht, who was a a person who was very heavily involved with all-choice Transformers back in the day. Wait, what? Tengu is something besides a uh, Japanese crow spirit? Oh, like yeah. those bad guys from Power Rangers? Yeah. Tengus are, they're, they're well, they're they're good or bad. They're, they're quite often, they live on mountains, they talk to monks, they can be mischievous, like pretty much all Japanese spirits, but they, yes. uh, I just know there were a bunch of guys in crummy bird costumes who fought the Power Rangers for a season. <laughs> yeah. So that that I I don't think set. that he yes another crow. I don't think that he took his handle from the uh, the Power Rangers creatures, but he did take his handle from the Japanese mythological creatures. Yeah. But that that was definitely one of the the more noticeable fandom references. Hmm. So, yeah, Cheetor uh, runs into Megatron and Rampage here, referring to uh, them as the Blue Plate Special, Crab Legs and Krabby, because Cheetor does not realize that he's in a very serious episode. <laughs> also, yeah. this, this is well, what I was referring realizes. to. Is it, it's, when did the Maximals find out Rampage's name? 
Yeah, that's a good question. In the same episode where Rat Trap and Dinobot's relationship deteriorated, apparently. I yes. guess so. Although, but Shidor doesn't realize he's in a, in a serious episode. The episode realizes it's in a serious episode because Shidor tries to make another dumb joke while he's reporting it into uh. the maximal base and gets shot before he can finish it. <laughs> yes. yes you do. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Did we... Well, we I guess we brushed through it. Was Dinobot quoting more Shakespeare? I don't think so. He does quote Shakespeare later in the episode. Yeah. Well, it, it was a very... Shakespeare-ish speech while he was again looking at his reflection. Oh yes, which is nice. And, and back to Cheetor being an idiot. Oh, Cheetor! Alas, poor Cheetor. Get shot out of this episode. <laughs> Sorry, Cheetor. It's very serious. We can't have you hanging around with your nope. <laughs> hilarious flying cat mode. Yes. <laughs> But he does Dinobot. radio this into Dinobot to say that, you know, stuff is going on. You know, st- strange dealings are afoot at the Tengu sector. Yes. And Dinobot cocks his uh, laser pistol. Yep. <laughs> With the shotgun cocking sound effect. Uh-huh. Yes. I'm sure cocking it like that does something. <laughs> yep, something with lasers. Ready is more of a charge. Ready's a bunch of laser bullets. <laughs> It ejects the previous laser shell. Yes. <laughs> you know, maybe it's like Fallout, and it's a you know a power a fusion cell. Anyway, we're we cut to uh, some antelope, and uh, Tarantulas has uh, got his sights on one for dinner. Yep. But uh, before he get it out of his web, uh, Dinobot ambushes him because yep. Tarantulas was betrayed by the stench of his perversions. <laughs> Such yes. a good line. Oh, yeah. It's good, but, like, Dinobot took the time to bury himself outside Tarantulas' cave. Yes. And set up a whole deer for Tarantulas to eat, and Tarantulas will eat whole deer now? I mean, not all at once. Perversions. I, I yeah, guess. Great. He makes venison strips or something. I don't know. Taste turkey. Venison is really good. I assume it's like in... It's like buying the box of wine instead of just a glass at the restaurant. (laughs) And here's how I have this in my notes. Tarantulas caught a gazelle. Dinobot caught a tarantulas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so he's he's got to know, you know, he wants to know from tarantulas what information Megatron has on the golden disc. But even tarantulas doesn't know. He's not making copies, and he's just got it with him at all times. Presumably in his CD-ROM drive. Yes. And his back but, that he just feeds it into. Yes. <laughs> but he, you know, he's never going to get to Megatron, because Megatron is miles away. He says it Famous so well. last words, Tarantulas. <laughs> Megatron is miles away. I do love the delivery there. Yep. Yes. Because he doesn't realize he's about to be forced to give Dinobot a spider ride. Oh. <laughs> Dinobot Spider Rider. Dinobot's Dino. clearly so done with these transmetals. He's just going to force them all to drive him. He's, he's found the one thing they're good for, being his... I viewed uncle. it in another way. He's so sad about how Rat Trap is treating him, he found a surrogate Rat Trap. Aww. See, <laughs> uh. Megatron... Cut back to Megatron. He's flying over this valley. I really love the shot from beneath with uh, these 
proto-humans fleeing as Megatron sort of yep. comes through these fronds. <laughs> really neat. Yep. Gary Chalk's definitely screaming it up at the vertical takeoff and landing T-Rex. Oh, yeah. It's pretty great. That caveman is did not wake up today expecting this. Uh, so, at this point, you know, Rampage, he's kind of gotten used to being with the Predacons. He knows that, you know, the Maximals are soon coming from Cybertron, and uh, they're probably going to kill Megatron, and he's pretty jazzed about that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, and Megatron, you know, says, you know, that is probably what's going to happen, but uh, unless... So, pulls out the golden disc, uh, he transforms the end of his tail into a record player. Yeah. <laughs> he transforms <laughs> into a record player. It's... And we get the uh, shot of the golden disc that we haven't gotten until now, which is just the front, which is a record called The Sounds of Earth. Yep. Straight up The Sounds of Earth. You could uh-huh. have figured it out by now, but they just have it in shot, directly in frame. You can't miss it. But with a reflection again, it's reflecting a mountain. Yep. yep. Very important, because this golden disc also contains an image of this mountain. Yes. Does what happens here change the future? Only one way to find out. So, Rampage, uh, you get a nice, uh, James Bond opening shot of, uh, Megatron in, uh, in the gun barrel here. Yeah. Yes, Rampage first, he's, he's, you know, doesn't want to do it. Megatron gives a spark a little squeeze. Well, no, no, he, Megatron he's already... He's just kind of tapping it. Oh, okay. Once he pulls the cannon out, Megatron just gives him this wicked grin. It's like, you know, yeah, you gonna do it, huh? <laughs> I don't think you're going to do it. Double dare you, Rampage. And so, yeah, he blows up this mountain, and the image of the mountain on the golden disc changes. After a brief moment of static... Yeah, that's, you know, time-altering... Like, yeah. like the film is is coming back into... That's actually kind yeah. of appropriate, because what when you turn on your TV and get static, what you are seeing is the background radiation of the universe left over from the Big Bang. Yep. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. So Megatron has become a temporal terrorist. Oh yeah, and this yep. and the the show, you know, very aptly handles the gravitas of this. You, you know, Megatron can totally change reality, and that's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not great. Dinobot out. Yep. So Dinobot was freaking out previously with the golden disc about whether or not this is a one-time thing, or if it's just going to keep updating based on anything you do to change the future. Yeah. And he seemed to be having an existential crisis over what the former would mean versus what the latter would mean, but couldn't work up the courage to test it. Yes. And Megatron well, just did, and it's what Dinobot hoped when he had the golden disc, but now that it's not in his hands, it's exactly the worst thing that could possibly be happening. Yes. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. So... They so Megatron explains that you know this this valley is where the human race came from and the humans were the deciding factor in the Autobots defeating the Decepticons, which okay I guess what that, that there's a level of complexity there that a I don't think that information was on the disc to begin with because I don't think anybody knew it then I don't think anybody knows where we started exactly now we have vague ideas but. Th- on top of that, it's like, well, if if you kill the humans now, the proto-humans now, there will be no humans. So where are you going to, where in the future are Transformers going to get their form or any Energon? Because all their plans involve like sucking oil and ruby mines and crap. And also, future. where are you going to get that golden disc? Yeah, the golden, you're, you're creating a 
you will create a temporal paradox. I mean, you're about to kill Oog Sagan down there. Yeah. <laughs> Whilst you're trying to kill, you know, Grunt Witwicky. It's, it's well, not good. It's, it's not it's, great. It's temporal terrorism. It's, it's, it's a great plan, but it's... Well, on the other hand, look at what happened in the uh, G1 cartoon. Shockwave was in control of Cybertron. Yeah, and nothing happened. <laughs> nothing at all. For yeah. four million years. Yeah. Well, arguably, that's get four billion years stuff, of but... Decepticon rule. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, you know, that period of Decepticon rule is interrupted by, you know, a bunch of uh, doofuses in uh, hard hats. Yeah, so it... it, the, it this... This idea raises questions in the G1 cartoon, which is crazy, that aren't addressed in this because they aren't addressed because they're stupid. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> of kids in hard hats and stuff. Yeah. Maybe best not to think too hard about the implications of this, but no. the broad strokes really work well. Yeah. 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 Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, no future but what we make. Death of the human race. Yeah, and, I mean, wait a minute. Tarantulas? Oh yeah, Dinobot squishes tarantulas after Megatron doesn't. Yeah, yeah it's oh. it's now rocks for tarantula zero. <laughs> Why with the? I guess there there weren't any Predacon jamming towers nearby. Yeah, they had to go back to the rocks. Ace yep. gag. It's Beast Wars. They're always robot size squishing rocks. <laughs> Handy. <laughs> so good. Yeah, he's got he's got all his troops with him. Go down there. Kill everybody. Dinobot, uh, you know, he squishes tarantulas, tell, calls Optimus in to, uh, you know, tell him what's going on, and Primal says, you know, hold tight, we'll get you help soon. But no time. Nope. Nope. Dinobot is a warrior. Okay. Let the battle be joined. Uh, yep. Yeah, he has... Dinobot has multiple good speeches in this episode. And, well, when I... Started watching this episode, I, I got a little misty-eyed because I knew it was coming. And this is when I started getting misty-eyed again. Yeah. He starts speechifying. It's like, oh, the battle is joined. Oh, he, he calls out the irony of knowing that the future is unwritten and he can change it, but that he has no choice as to what to do here. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. It's so, and it's so delightfully oh, dramatic. It, it's so well read and, and just the shot of the sun behind him. And then his head eclipses the sun and then pulls out. It's like, yep. yes, you also can get change some, it. We also get some really nice shots of the uh, Predacons getting ready to attack, including Rampage jumping down and stomping on a butterfly. Oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> metaphorical <laughs> butterfly. Yep. The metaphorical oh, butterfly has to die again. Yeah, we have also also get I assume it's a Ray Bradbury reference. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You know, in the, in the Sound of Thunder, a uh, big game hunter yeah. who's gone back in time to shoot a, tra- a Tyrannosaur, not Megatron, yeah. uh, steps on a butterfly, and this totally rewrites human history. And the Nazis win or something. It's, it's kind of yeah. Good comment. That's always They're how spelled it's differently. Go. It, yeah. <laughs> we also get some apes evacuating the safety, which looks a bit silly. Yeah, yes. they run funny. <laughs> they can't help it. They're proto-humans. Yeah. It's not even running funny. It's like one is dragging another one who's been knocked out funny. Well, yes. That's not funny. That's dramatic and sad. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. let me... Not funny awkwardly. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, and now 
Dinobot goes into full-on Rambo mode. Cheetor does comment on what's about to happen. Yeah, Chief we, we get one. The, there won't be enough of him left of him to make a toaster. Yeah, yeah. And we get to see Rhinox in beast mode again. I think that might be the last time we ever see it. Yeah, I always well, said that probably. last time, but I think this is the last time. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Because every this is all hands on deck. Yeah. Humanity's about to be wiped out. We're all leaving the base. <laughs> serious business. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah Genocide's no. serious business. Rattrap's so, always seeing the brightest side of things. Well, no, he's not. But Rhinox is teasing him. <laughs> so Dinobot, he it's he's in all alone. He he slices Inferno with his sword, shoots Black Rackney with Inferno's gun, then blows up Inferno, so his head goes uh, sailing yeah. out of the valley. Yeah, he he Rooster. comes in. It's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Well, I I think what happened. I, you know, of course, BSMP is only going to let us see much, so much of it. Yeah. I assume what happened was that he turned Inferno's he- gun on Inferno yeah. and made him yeah. blow his head off. Yeah, we see Inferno I assume he just turned it vertically and underneath Inferno's chin. Yeah. Also, yeah. that <laughs> rotate blade chainsawing through Inferno was vicious. Yeah, it's that also was rather, out of years of war. It's also rather long. It goes on for quite a while as he yeah, saws yeah. all the way He's down. digging into it. That is literally something that's like one of the defining character kill animations in the video game series Gears of War. It's oh. brutal, it's vicious, and I can't believe it happened here before Epic Games did it. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Maybe it's an homage. Maybe. So yeah, he pretty quickly takes out Waspmater, then shoves Waspmater headfirst into Rampage's cannon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that—that's well. He's he jumps and lands on Waspinator, stops yes. him before he stuffs him in, in yep. Protoform X's cannon, and, and, and he flies in, in using his. Is the rotate blade the uh, sword or the? I always get those confused. The, I'm never sure. I think the rotate blade is the, was, the spinny so, thing. Oh, I always okay. figured the blade is is the sword. It's a blade. Who knows? Using his. Uh, not the sword, but, like, the spinning shield thingy he helicopters in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a little upset by them using one really low frame rate shot. Like, they could have animated that slightly better, but otherwise that's just such a badass moment. It, yeah, it's pretty good. Like him taking out four-sixths of the Predacons in, like, 30 seconds. He, he was helicoptering I... into a war zone. I took the idea to be that it was sort of like a, a slow motion effect they were going for. Yeah. I mean, it, it may or may yeah, not have maybe. worked, mm-hmm. but I think that's the effect they were going for. Yeah. If they're going <clears throat> slow motion, then uh. in CG you have the option to render as many frames as you want for what's actually happening. You can just animate something in slow motion and still render the appropriate frame rate for what you're trying to show. So. Yeah. It just really stands out to me whenever something's at too low a frame rate. And uh, let us Maybe not I, cross I, over. I, I just appreciate it. Even in an episode as serious as this one, we still got a hilarious Waspinator destruction. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not just the destruction. It's like it, he explodes. The cannon comes off of Protoform X. Waspinator lands on the ground with it still stuck on his head. There's a pause, and then Waspinator just goes, boy. Yes. <laughs> There's this cute boy. little noise. He does. It's like even the most serious moments, it's like a little bit of comedy. He just keeps sneaking. Yeah. That's so good. 
Like I know I'm probably being the most critical, but this is still amazing. Yeah, well, no, not not just you. It's like the fire doesn't exactly look that great. Yeah. It's, it's it just sort look of... as bad as season one fire, though. No. True. Nothing looks as bad as season one fire. It's just sort of this nimbus glowing egg shape of fire. But yeah, this episode go counts where it has to. Some of the visuals just don't work in the, the yeah. corners of the episode. So anyway, he now you know he's got to fight Quickstrike. Quickstrike disarms him, and he can't even get a second good shot in with his eye beams because his eye beams just kind of peter out. Oh yeah, cause, and, yeah. oh that's so sad. But yeah, Megatron is almost touched by like. This, his sacrifice, Dinobot's sacrifice, and then he sends Quick Strike in. And Quick Strike yeehaws off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Megatron. Megatron's practically just fanning sentiment before going, eh, well, passes quickly. I'm going to go take some <laughs> apes hostage. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, he just, he pummels Quick Strike with his bare hands. So and what's a warrior great. without weapons? A warrior still! <laughs> oh, oh. So good. And then his onboard computer is telling him to go into stasis lock because he is beat up, but he's overriding it, even though it's telling him that he's going <laughs> to shut down. Getting and more and more insistent. Yeah, it, he's like and I think this is the point when I first life. watched this, at like age 12, that I realized that, oh wait, Dinobot's going to die. Because <laughs> yeah. you weren't on all Toys Transformers. No, I was not. <laughs> you didn't see the yeah. post that said Dinobot dies. Oh, and then we get Megatron gloating at Dinobot in beast mode, and it's just... Oh, his, his speechifying is so good. You, you could just recite the whole thing. It's great. Yeah, Megatron so is good. a peak smug here. Yes. He's counting on his dino finger. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. yes. Which he has and two of. One, yes. two. And his eyebrows in dino mode are just so good. Yeah. Because they're just so big. Yeah, yeah, it, it's oh, it's my favorite Megatron when he's in Dino mode. He's good in robot mode, but I'm a little disappointed when he goes back to robot mode. Yeah, <laughs> like, a little bit. Ah, uh, no more Dino facial expressions. But it, it makes for a better fight that way. And also, how would he get the disc out later? <laughs> he can't access his CD-ROM drive. Yeah, no, and he can't reach around to his back with his little dinosaur hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess he could use the tail, maybe. Aww, little dino hands. Oh, so bigger than anyways, yeah. Dinobot is beat up. He's he's going after Megatron. He's got uh, all he has is a stick. Oh, a stick! And yeah, Megatron has this uh, anthropoid captive, and he says, you know, Dinobot doesn't cease and desist. It's going to be raining bits of early anthropoid. Yeah, and. Yes. and- you were already weakened before you came to this fight or something? Weakened by yes. compassion? Yes. Aww, oh. oh, Megatron. bad guy line. You bastard. You know, stick against a transmetal. What are you going to do, Dinobot? Improvise. Oh, no, 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 not not quite yet. There's a little fight with just the stick. And then yeah. the the his internal computer speaks in again and says, You're in jeopardy. Extreme jeopardy. Extreme. Or, no, Jeopardy is extreme. It, it says extreme, yep. and and then there's a the line about Dinobot is old technology. Obsolete. Old technology. Obsolete. <laughs> what can you possibly do? 
Improvise. Oh, that that is where the weeping hits full force. Yeah. Oh, Eddie. Yeah. I was I was weeping as much as I did in watching rewatching Guardians of the Galaxy, which <laughs> so many tears. He jams this pointed rock into this stick, making uh, an axe, and just clobbers Megatron with it. <laughs> Straight in the head, knocks him yeah. out, drops the disc. No, it, it he hits him so hard the disc basically ejects out of his yeah. side. Yeah, knocks the disc right out of him. Yeah, the protohuman scampers away, and with the last strength, he uses eye beams to deliver one final fuck you to Carl Sagan. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, sounds of Earth. Yep. The disc oh, just shatters into bits oh, and shards. It's it's th- that's actually where the slow mo works. Lots yeah, of little slow Oh yeah. It didn't seem like that was slowed down. It just seemed like it was animated slow, which is the yeah. difference. Yeah. Yeah, because that had the right number of frames. It, it was everything was like just a half speed as it shatters over his head and he collapses on the ground. Mm. Oh. Having and, used the last of his energy. Yeah. And too late. The rest of the maximals show up. Yep. Damn it! You're too late again, Cheetor. Megatron is very displeased. Yeah, Megatron is so close, so close! He's really angry. He just flies away. Yep. And everybody, and, you know, everybody knows, you know, where, you know, Rhinox knows that it's too late. There's nothing they can do. He's too far gone, even for Stasis Lock. Yep. Also, we get an interesting shot of Cheetor putting out the fire like an aerial fighter fi- firefighter. Yeah, yeah that yes. was neat. There's a small part of me that wants to say, Rhinox, didn't you figure out a way to bring Optimus back from the dead? (laughs) There's no convenient hole in space here. Yeah, Yeah, he did need a convenient hole in space. And there's no convenient protoform just laying around. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And Prime was kind of exploded. His Wait, his body was destroyed, but his spark was fine. The problem with Dinobot, he's been expending all of his energy to keep his spark... There's nothing left to keep a spark alive. Yeah. Out of it. He he just has enough left in him to say a few lines, which includes a joke at Rat Trap. Yeah. Yeah. We basically get a living eulogy from all the characters with strong relationships with Dinobot. Yeah. Yeah. And in this case, it's basically Dinobot who, you know, they kind of have that adversarial relationship and. So they, you know, crack a couple of jokes and Optimus. And Dinobot sort of had a deep and usually unspoken mutual respect. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, Optimus tells him that, you know, he's he saved billions of people. You know, those who are here and those yet to come. So Dinobot just tells them all to, to tell his tale to those who ask. Uh, you know, Leave in the good and the bad and let history be the judge. Yes. And... That and is the rest a is silence. Quote? One last Hamlet quote. Wow. <laughs> yep. I love Hamlet. Uh, like and, and then he dies. Yeah. He and Rattrap also cha- exchange an appropriate set of barbs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's but it's Rattrap who's holding his hand when he dies. Yeah. Yep. And it's Rattrap who's the first one to uh, salute him when his uh, spark leaves his body. So soon, Derek. Yeah, I, I forgot about seeing his spark leave his body. 
Yeah. That's a scene I didn't yeah, remember. I didn't remember that one either. That's I mean, they're very sure to let you know, you know, this is not your typical cartoon death. He's not coming back. Yeah, it's yeah. Like the spark gets up, leaves the body, and flies away. They and want then, you to know that he's over. Finished. And then they have he his funeral. A, yeah. He lived a warrior and died a hero. But his heart joined the Matrix with the greatest of Cybertron. That's where I started tearing up. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, we're we're not just sad because women's done about. We're sad because all these characters who are, you know, fairly stoic, are all super sad. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then we get we get a funeral. They're they're cremating him, kind of in like yep. this weird energy thing. Also, yeah, Rat Trap I... is his first season model for some reason. Yeah, that's yeah, a distracting shot. animation mistake. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that distracting. But not, not. I, I was a little too teary. You can't not comment on it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the Flyers do are doing the mission, the missing man uh, formation. Yep. And then we uh. cut back to the proto-human, mm. watching Dinobot fight Megatron-inspired proto-humans to discover tool use. Yeah. Yes. yes. Dinobot's heroic sacrifice created humanity. <laughs> Dinobot yeah, that, is the uh, he's the monolith. That snake starts <laughs> coming after again him again, and he picks up that stick with the rock through it, and we just see the last thing we see is just him taking a swing at that snake. Oh, he, he ends this snake. Oh, yeah. yeah these, that is an. humans are eating snake for the next week. <laughs> yes, and and then he has a very nice Gary Chalk yell. As a proto-human. And we yes. zoom all the way up, out, in, out into space, and we see a, a brief More twinkling, twinkling star out in space. Oh. oh is it? Man, that episode. That is Kota Hero. Jeez. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a sad episode. That's a really good episode. Oh. Because it's like... The, it's hard to think of any other show that has ever tried anything like this before. Having a character run for two and a half or one and a half seasons, and then just killing him off, and he's yeah. gone. He's dead, and and it, it ends with the characters mourning him. It's yeah. Like th- there's no cut back to the Predacons doing anything silly. No, no, they're sad. Okay, we get a happy little proto-human. Yeah, the only cutback we get is to his legacy. Yeah. His legacy, which is humanity. Yeah. Yes. So, Raptor Jesus died for us. Yes. <laughs> to wash away his yeah. sin. Not, 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 not your sins. His yeah, own his sins. Own sins. It, it is an odd sort of Jesus allegory accidentally. And yeah. he was a Predacon. He did bad shit. He did a lot of shit. But yeah. but his his the one thing he will be remembered for and by the Maximals and probably not even humanity is saving humanity. Yeah. It's Sacrificing fiction, himself it's for that. Such a good story. Yeah. Really well written episode. This episode is imperfect on a technical level, but on the yeah. emotional and storytelling level, they Oh I don't think there's a lot out there that beats it. Yeah. Like what? in any media. Yeah, storytelling, character beats, the even the, well, the storyboarding is good. Just some of the animation qualities, like the fire and things, are a little off in the monkeys. But but it's 
you it could look a little better, but you can't ask for a better story. Oh yeah. no. And it's just worked so well with what they've been building with Dinobot since the first episode. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's gruff and he's conflicted, but at, at heart, he's noble. And, and he's one of the greatest characters in the entire franchise. No, yeah. He, he's the greatest Like, when BotCon, like, they started, they started the Hall of Fame for Transformers... It's no surprise who the first one we voted in was. Yeah. Yes. They did a fan vote for every uh, Hall of Fame ballot. And on the first ballot, they had, they had like the four that they'd chosen were like Soundwave, Grimlock, Jazz, Shockwave, and then Dinobot. And Dinobot just won in a landslide. Yeah. Because, like, wasn't it like, it was like they were inducting Optimus and Megatron originally, right? And then I think maybe a, Bumblebee yep. and Starscream. Yeah, yeah Bumblebee, Optimus, yeah. Megatron, Bumblebee, Starscream, and Dinobot was yeah, the order of the family. Yeah, there was yeah. was it was it list first or was it write in first to, to add the characters? I think it was a, uh, first it was a write in, and then the top of yeah, the, the write ins got to be a list. And and it was pretty much landslide Dinobot. Yeah. Oh yeah. And well, I, it, it was the only botcon I've been to, and oh. Uh, just finding out Dinobot winning was so good. It's like, yes, Dinobot. <laughs> and I, I, I can't, you know, even, you know, no Transformer series has really done this, uh, you know, since. Well, you know, where they, they have a long-running character like this who just dies. No, th- they've done other characters who have died, like early, like... Um, Cliff Jumper in Prime. Cliff Jumper in Prime. Yeah, but that was after what two, three episodes. That yeah. was, was the like his first premiere two-parter. I was a two-parter. I thought it was yeah, it was something like I that. It was a five-parter. I think he died in like the first or second part. Yeah. 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 He died very early. I think. Yes. The most comparable thing might be what just happened to Cyclonus. Ah, yeah. More than meets the eye. In the comic, yeah. Well, it, and even uh, then, we're not a hundred percent sure what's going on with that. Yeah, he yeah. Only, only might be dead. But yeah, that that's the closest. That it's actually really similar in some ways. But... Rewind. Yeah. Rewind. <laughs> no, what is that? Rewind. No, tailgate. Tail- yeah, rewind too. Tailgate got better. That yeah. bot never got better. Well, sort of. The... We'll get to that next season. But he didn't. Yeah, next quite season, Dino Bot. No. Yeah. Oh, this, oh, this is a downer of an episode, but it's just so good. It, it's it's really a good. good down feeling. Yeah. yeah. They earned this. Yeah. Yeah, this... Oh. Oh, th- this... This... There are many other things that are great about Beast Wars, but this can be... You can point to this as the main moment. Like, yes, this is why Beast Wars is important. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this is why it's a good. This is why it's a good story. Yeah, it's you know just such an excellent use of a long form storytelling, and it's nothing short of a miracle that it happened in a show primarily intended to sell plastic robots. It's yes. ridiculous that it happened in a show to sell toys. <laughs> It's amazing. (laughs) 
I mean, it's hard to imagine this happening in, in any show to sell toys. Yeah. Like, try to imagine this in, like, G.I. Joe or something. It kind of doesn't work. Well, because it goes back to, like, the, the old G.I. Joe movie and the Transformers movies. Like, they killed Optimus Prime, and it made some kids cry as I mean, this children. Is, I mean, this is kind of, you know, the death of Optimus Prime was certainly this sad for its target audience, but there, you don't get the same kind of build-up for it. No, yeah. it was... No. It wasn't killing. intended as the climax to a dramatic arc. It was intended as deck clearing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, this new leader toy. Got to kill the old one. <laughs> yeah, and, and actually, Optimus Prime dying as a kid never bothered me. I don't know why. Aw, cried. I was more bothered when Godzilla fell into a volcano in Godzilla 1985. <laughs> you know what? It didn't bother me as a kid. I knew Optimus Prime will return, and by the time I saw Transformers the movie, I already knew that Optimus Prime always comes back. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I saw the whole movie until I was like a like fifteen or something. So oh, I, I think I saw the movie until I'd seen Primal die and come back. Yeah, I I saw the movie when it first came out on video, I, and uh, I I was sad. I cried. Uh, I cried. I was just caught up in the music and wondering. But it wasn't like my parents are going to write letters to Hasbro kind of crying. It was just sort no. of like that was a sad scene kind of crying. Yeah. And I'm curious as to how this was received among the. T- I mean, I was kind of on the outside edge of the target audience at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, uh, well, be above the target audience. Yeah, I was a grown up. <laughs> yeah. Not but that still, grown, but grown up enough. So you're killing off one of my favorite characters in a show I like. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it and it it really doesn't present you know his death as like glorious. No. It was, you know, he Sad. doesn't regret it, but on the whole, he'd rather not be dead. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh man, oh, it's just. Uh, uh. I don't even know how we're going to do episodes after this. <laughs> we might need to take a bit of a break. Uh, oh, the show's this. over. We're happy. This is happening yeah. around uh, Christmas. Yeah, we're recording. Well, you know, we've all got Christmas stuff to yeah. do. I'll probably be... New Year's. I'm probably going to see that new Star Wars movie a bunch of times. Oh, uh, yeah, we can do that. Oh, I got my it, ticket spot already, so that's going to be fun. I bought my yeah. ticket. Hopefully that won't make us cry. Oh, oh, the next episode's going to make us a little sad, too. Shoot. Yeah, no, the next episode uh, is also sad. I, I think we're going to take a little bit of a break, Well, mostly because of scheduling time. We'd be recording right after Christmas. Right Christmas, Christmas. New Year's. Yeah. You know, we, we might get something in there, maybe a, maybe a bonus episode or whatever. We can, I don't know, try and yeah. cheer ourselves up by watching Beast Wars Neo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we'll do it. We'll, we'll definitely be back in January. Yes. Oh, yeah. It just might be a slight break, but oh, this this episode. I mean, we're not pass. You know, we're we're not leaving you permanently. We're not no. passing up the opportunity yeah. to talk about the agenda. Oh goodness, yeah. no, no, never. I'm no. A, I'm flexible on schedule to try to make something happen. As it, well, it it gets better. Oh yeah, <laughs> we get kind of amazing triumphs oh. after the next episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, you know, it, once once you finish, you know, crying and 
Uh, eat an entire pint of Ben and Jerry's and yeah. maybe watching something on Netflix just so you don't have to feel anymore. No, don't don't yeah. watch Jessica Jones. Maybe don't watch Daredevil either. That's a little too violent. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe watch Guardians. Uh, of the, uh, Groot. No, well, you 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 could, but you do oh, get screwed at the end. Just watch something dumb on Netflix. <laughs> watch uh, Avengers you know, too. <laughs> yeah. Ant Man, yeah, that's yeah. just out. That's that's yeah, a good Ant movie. Man's great. Um, Anthony. Oh my goodness. That's oh. too sad. Why is everything got to be sad? Oh hey, watch that. Uh, that I I just saw that uh, that new Creed in uh, in theaters. That's a good movie. That's well, yeah. Go watch Star Wars. Everyone go watch though. Everyone's gonna. We go don't know that might. Be, anyway. We haven't seen that one yet, man. That's really sad. It could be really <laughs> sad. We don't know. Maybe Han Solo gets Coda heroed. Oh, 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 no. I mean, I, I, I don't know anything about that movie, so this may be, I don't know, like retroactive splutters or something. Yeah, <laughs> Man, if Han Solo okay, so gets in that movie, I can't promise I'm not going to cry. Actually, okay, so here's my recommendation. Watch Leverage. <laughs> yeah, Leverage. Okay. Yes. Or, uh, oh, hey, I've been watching uh, Parks and Recreation on DVD. That's oh. another good choice. Uh, uh, that's a fun show. Oh, there's always MST3Ks. There's many of them. And oh, yeah, that's, yep. that's coming back there's now. There's going to be more of those soon. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I watched some Ever After High episodes on Netflix. Oh. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> How would you be? Because. It's, it's okay to like a TV show. Yeah. It's okay to like a TV show aimed at younger people than we are. <laughs> yeah. It's okay yeah. to like a TV show aimed at little girls. Yeah. I mean, we're watching a TV show that's kind of aimed at little boys. Yeah, fair enough. It's so much more than just little boys. Well, yeah, I mean, it's very good, but, you know. And, you know, it's Christmas. Maybe watch Die Hard. Oh, yeah, Christmas. Though. Gremlins. Uh, Elf. Is there a good Christmas episode of Transformers? I mean, there's Christmas comics, which... I'm trying to think of... Well, I get there's that one animated two-parter. Uh, was it only, or some, be, only, yeah, human, only human, beings, human error, human error. Oh, yeah, the, the, oh, okay. it's, Sounds it's good. okay. Yeah. I don't love it. Yeah. I'm not crazy about that third season in general. Halloween episode. Yeah. There's a good Halloween episode. I mean, I, I, actually, I Bad Spark see, is a good Halloween episode. I <laughs> yeah. did go see Krampus in the theater. It was, oh yeah, was I hear that's pretty good. It's got, got uh, money for a theater. Adam Scott. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, and, uh, Iron Man 3. Oh yeah, oh, great, good Christmas movie. Batman Returns. Oh, what, Predator. It's a Christmas movie. I mean, Shane Black's in it, and that guy loves Christmas movies. Well, it's the weapon. It's in the Southern Hemisphere, so and it's in the summer there, so it's actually winter in the north. So it's a Christmas movie. Well, there you go. Predator's I like that logic. I like that super convoluted logic. Yeah, do it as a uh, Schwarzenegger Christmas uh, double bill with his uh, number one smash hit, Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. Yes. Oh, God, Jingle All the Way. Yes. Must get the turbo, man. Uh, I can't <laughs> believe they made a sequel to that. They made a sequel? I can believe anything. Ah, uh, but it does not have Schwarzenegger. It has Larry the no. Cable Guy. Oh, yeah, oh that's... that. Yeah, never mind. It was produced by WWE Studios. Have they made any? That tells you everything you need to know about that, I think. Is, uh, is Turbo Man played by the John Cena? <laughs> no, John Cena isn't, John Cena isn't in it. The professional wrestler in it is Santino Morella. Oh. Who we haven't heard of. Uh, is he like a luchador? 
<laughs> he is a fake Italian man who is a comedy act. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's a, you think they at least get Mick Foley. His, oh, yeah, they really should. Santa there Claus. is a Santa Claus documentary that heavily features Mick Foley that is actually very, very good. It's yeah, that's why I thought, you, you know, if they, they're doing a Christmas movie, they should get Mick Foley. Uh, one might call him uh, Old Saint Mick. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think he probably does call himself that in the movie, the documentary. He probably does. Somebody does. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sorry, we've been babbling on for a while here because we just need to feel something that isn't sorrow. We're trying to... Yeah. Uh, I've needed that for longer than this. This is therapy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just have a, I've got a nice mug of a chamomile tea here. Uh, I'm uh, maybe going to have some dessert. Oh, yeah, well, I got some tiramisu ice cream. There you and, go. you know, it's December, so Die Hard's probably on TV. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Enjoy some eggnog, watch Bruce Willis fight terrorists. <laughs> not, not terrorists, bank robbers. Bank robbers. Yes. Yeah. Bank robbers disguised as terrorists. Sorry if that's a spoiler. Yeah, they're, they're not no trying to destroy I was about to quote, but I was in fact quoting uh, Inside Man, in which in fact it is not a bank robbery. Uh-oh. Doesn't take place Christmas, but a uh, good movie. Yeah. Anyway, if you can <laughs> Be tear yourself away from... Your own knowledge of our own, you know. Yeah, if your your sorrows are sufficiently drowned. (laughs) Yes. If, unlike myself, you can put together a coherent sentence through your sadness, then uh, what? You you can follow us on all manners of the social medias. You know, we're on Twitter at uh, at StasisPod. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com/StasisPod, and we're on Tumblr at stasispod.tumblr.com And our RSS feed is hosted on iaconunderground.net And if you prefer, you can also get us on iTunes while you're there. Rate and review us. And, uh, you know, if you want to write in about how this episode made you feel, and that probably bad, uh, you can write into the old Maxim mailbag at uh, stasispodcast at gmail.com Yeah. I'm really interested in finding out how other people reacted to this episode. Yeah. yeah. Or, or hearing Christmas stories of Transformers fandoms. Yeah, yeah. what, what, you what get for Christmas? toys you got for uh, for Christmas back in the day. Okay. I uh, I definitely got Rampage and Depth Charge from my aunt. Ooh. Oh. That was fun. Oh, I, got, I one year I had to stand out in the snow to because my mother was helping – well, not helping me. I was a little damn child. Uh, pick up Fortress Maximus from Sears. Ooh. Yeah, it was. Well, I assume it was in December. I just remember so much snow and such a big box. Such a. <laughs> I have memories of getting an optim of a Transmetal Optimus Primal for Christmas, and of uh, trying to desperately take all of the uh, twist ties off of Depth Charge the Christmas after. <laughs> And this year, Rhinox will be sitting under my tree. Of course, I just opened him during this episode. Oh, that, uh, that, new, uh, that new Generations Rhinox. Well, that is a newer. fine Rhinox. Yeah, he's nice. His mouth's a little big, but he's adorable. And listen, if you like, you know, if you want an excellent representation of Rhinox from this show, get that Rhinox. He's, he's super great. Yeah. It's really good. He's still available on the internets. Oh, yeah, you can... Reasonable pricing. 
I was saying earlier, if it was going to be a Japanese-only release, they could have called it a masterpiece, and I don't think anybody would have noticed. Yeah. Oh, yes. Now I want a masterpiece Dinobot. Come on, Japan. Yes. I mean, apparently they're going to do a masterpiece Primal. Yeah, the so. Primal, we're getting that, which means we'll probably get a Megatron 2. Make us a Dinobot. Come on. Come on. It'd be nice to have a Dinobot with the right colored face. Yeah. Yes. And maybe that doesn't have big robot legs hanging off his yeah. uh, dino, dinosaur chest. Yeah. I feel like the main problem with doing a Masterpiece Dinobot is that physics doesn't work that way. Yeah, you'd probably yeah. know, but that's never stopped Takara before. I would that's even a good be point. Happy, I would even be happy with parts swapping for the arms. Yeah. Or heck, so, yeah, just give me a Revoltech something. <laughs> Has there been a Hero Masher Dinobot yet? If not, there should be. Because oh, there's been a Hero Masher uh, uh, Beast Wars guys yet. No, it hasn't. Huh. You, you can probably maybe stick some wings on your uh, uh, steel jaw to make a silver bolt, kind of. They've kind of got the dog face. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, that that is the stasis pod and we are all emotionally destroyed so please join us next time when we will be emotionally redestroyed by transmutate oh no oh man Uh, it'll be a different kind of emotional trauma yeah instead of watching our best friend die it'll be like watching a puppy die oh Uh, I'm sorry it's okay So until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. Dinobot blesses everyone. I'm Dave. Oh. So sad. Oh, wait, actually, episode will be dropping on Christmas. Or uh, a before. Christmas gift from us to you. Oh, and it's episode of sadness. Yeah, maybe we'll try to drop it the 24th. Get Merry it. Christmas, have a dead Dinobot. <laughs> yes. Thought it was going to be okay, then I got to the end of the episode, and... Uh... <laughs>